Hi, and welcome to our latest reflection for Lent based on the resource Worship in the Wilderness by Sarah and Sam Hargraves of Engage Worship. Today I'm going to read some words from the book of Genesis. Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy, that's Ishmael. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down about a bowshot away. For she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. As she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What's the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lay there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went up and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. This week the tragedy of a family divided amongst itself has been playing itself out on our media. Such pain, of course, is not restricted to the royal family. They simply have the pain of it unfolding in the public gaze. But I'm sure all of us can think of families in which, for one reason or another, one or more members has become estranged from the others. Nor is it a particularly new story. It's as old as civilization itself. We encounter one such story in Genesis. There's an extra degree of tragedy to this story, for Abraham had been given a special calling. He was to be blessed and through him God planned to bless the whole world. And yet, it seems he struggles to be a blessing within his own household. Oh, it's so human that even those with the highest ideals and callings aren't necessarily good people to live with. All too often, those who should be our first priority get edged out. Those whom we are given to love see the worst of us. During the first lockdown last year, we were encouraged to think of ourselves not so much as being stuck at home, but being safe at home. Sadly, for far too many, home was and is not a safe place. For too many, home is where the hurt is. For Hagar and Ishmael, home was the reason they find themselves in a wilderness. 
Hagar is isolated with no one to listen to her. And she starts to question whether she wants to go on. Within this family, she feels she has no real rights. And to a, yeah, she's treated as such. So far as Hagar is concerned, there is no one to look out for her. And yet, that's not quite true. For in this story, we find an answer to a prayer. A prayer that's not even delivered. We're not told of any words spoken, just that she falls to her knees and sobs. And that her child is also crying. And it seems that if he, even if Abraham can't keep up his commitment to be a blessing to them, God is still faithful to his end of the promise. This mother and child are descendants of Abraham too. God is still watching out for them. Hagar becomes the first person to name God in scripture and she names him Elroy. The God who sees me. The God who sees her when no one else will. And perhaps we need a God like that. We too feel isolated, alone, unnoticed. Perhaps we even think that God has forgotten us. Maybe we can't even find the words to express how we feel in coherent sentences. Well, Hagar's experience suggests that even our very cries and emotions can be prayers to God. We can be quite suspicious of feelings. They're fickle. They're changeable, so we're told. And we emphasise the mind, intellectual knowledge of what is true. And those things are vitally important. But we mustn't lose sight of the fact that we are emotional beings, as well as physical, mental, spiritual. We've been given emotions for a reason. And God communicates with us through our emotions, every bit as much as through our body, through our mind, through our spirit. We do well to get to know our emotions. And we do very well to recognise where in our body we feel them. And we can bring them to God. Which is what I'm going to invite you to do for a few moments now. I invite you to make yourself comfortable. Sit in silence for a couple of minutes. Try to minimise your use of words. As you sit in that silence, 
thoughts or situations will cross your mind. They might be personal. They might concern people you know. Perhaps it's something you heard on the news. As you sit there, jot them down. And then notice what you've jotted down. How do you feel about these things? I mean, really feel. Try to really feel them. Don't rationalise or sanitise or argue with them. Ask yourself, where in my body do I feel this? And if it helps, write them down. And turn those emotions over to God. You need say no more than, Jesus, I feel Allow yourself to sit in his presence. Know that God heard the cries of Hagar and Ishmael and trust that he hears our cries too. Grace and peace to you. Have a fantastic day. And know that God is with you.